Welcome to the CC Broadcast, a part of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministries. This week we'll be hearing from our radio preacher, Reverend Steve Kramer, and his message, He'll Light Up Your Life. The world in which we live can be a dark place, but the good news is you don't have to be afraid of the dark any longer. We begin our worship in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of grace and glory, we come into your presence once again to worship and praise you for your greatness. We also 
come hungering for your life-giving word. So speak to us, O Lord. Your servants are listening. Amen. Today's reading is from Matthew chapter 4, verse 12. Now, when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light, and for those dwelling in the region and shadow of death, on them a light has dawned.
My eyes seem fixed on what is seen. Darkness hides what he has for me. And I'm wishing for just once more to be reminded of eternity and what it has in store. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow. They will grow strangely dead in the light of his glory. In the light of his glory, in the light of his glory, and I would like to begin today's message with a poem that I've always liked by Shel Silverstein, entitled, Afraid of the Dark. I'm Reginald Clark. I'm afraid of the dark. So I always insist on the light on, and my teddy to hug, and my blanket to rub, and my thumb to suck or to bite on, and three bedtime stories, two trips to the toilet, two prayers, and five hugs from my mommy. I'm Reginald Clark. I'm afraid of the dark, so please do not close this book on me. Living in the dark is not a pleasant experience most of the time, except when you're trying to sleep, I suppose. It can be depressing, scary, and even dangerous. For instance, as I have been writing this midwinter message, there has been no sunshine for several days. It's quite gloomy. The days seem even shorter than they are. I found that living without the sun's light can really take it out of a person, making us depressed, lethargic. Darkness can also be scary for us. Children seek light at night, like Reginald. They want night lights plugged in or closet lights left on, and they yearn for a crack of light to slip across the floor to comfort them and demystify the darkness. And living in the dark can also be dangerous. For instance, driving at night is difficult enough for many of us, but try driving without headlights on, or even when they are, when they're covered with mud. It's hard to see the upcoming curves and obstacles in the road or warning signs, and that can lead to some deadly crashes. Or try walking across a dark room filled with objects on the floor just waiting to be stepped on or tripped over. Uh, Legos laying out on the carpet can be quite painful to step on in the dark. Darkness can conceal things from us besides that need attention, like strep throat or cavities, dirty rooms, and unexposed, they only get worse. So living in darkness definitely has its drawbacks, doesn't it? Now, today's passage talks of people who are living in darkness, but 
It's not talking so much about physical darkness as we have been. Oftentimes, the Bible uses darkness as a metaphor to refer to two different things, evil and ignorance. It describes the world sometimes as a dark place full of evil, wickedness, and suffering. And we can attest to that. We see it all around us. Just turn on the news and observe the darkness in war-torn Ukraine or starvation and sickness all around the globe and violence and senseless deaths, cruelty, abuse, and injustice, and the list can go on. And we sometimes can even see it in ourselves, can't we? The darkness of our self-centeredness, our lusts, and pride, our sins, always tending to look out for number one, our dark side. And this darkness can make us afraid and cause us to despair as we look around us and look inside ourselves. Darkness is also a metaphor for ignorance, as I said. We're ignorant of how to fix or cure these things, try as we may. We're hopelessly, quote, in the dark about these things. We look to all kinds of ways to fix them and get ourselves out of the darkness, but we always fall short. That's because we're sinners in need of God's help. We need his life-giving light. In today's passage, we read that God has provided the light that we need. Jesus here is described as God's great light that has dawned upon a world of people living in darkness. The context is uh, right after his baptism and 40 days in the wilderness being tested by Satan, Jesus set up his ministry headquarters in Galilee, living in Capernaum by the Sea of Galilee. And Matthew, inspired by the Holy Spirit, tells us that this was no accident. The move to this location was actually a fulfillment of God's word, spoken through the prophet Isaiah hundreds of years earlier. They were spoken to people who were living in a dark, hopeless time due to their own sinfulness. But God had promised that the territory called Galilee would one day be the first to see a great light to, to rescue them. A light would dawn on these people living in darkness in the shadow of death. God's light. God would come to rescue them and rule over them through his anointed Messiah, a king. Matthew's pointing out to us that Jesus is that long-awaited light. It's quite an announcement. He is God's light for people living in the spiritual darkness of sin and death and evil. We actually sing about that truth in our Christmas carols, don't we? For instance, there's Silent Night. Silent Night, Holy Night, Son of God, Love's Pure Light. Or in Old Little Town of Bethlehem, we sing, Yet in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Or, O come all ye faithful, calls Jesus the highest, most holy, light of light eternal. 
And how about the line from Hark the Herald Angels Sing? Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace, hail the Son of Righteousness, light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. And that Son of Righteousness is spelled S-U-N. He's a bright light. And John testifies of this truth in his opening of his gospel. In the beginning was the Word, John says, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and he was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Now, we know who John is talking about here. He's talking about Jesus. And then he goes on to say, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man named John the Baptist sent to bear witness to the light that all might believe through him, but he was not the light. The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. And Jesus himself attested to this truth when he announced, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So the light has come, the great light, into our dark world, sent from God. Jesus has come to light up your life and mine. First of all, he's the light of God's salvation for all people. Jesus entered this world to rescue you and me from the darkness of sin and death and the devil and bring us into the light of God's eternal kingdom. We could not have this salvation on our own. It could come only through him. Here's what he did for you and me. He did battle with the dark powers of sin and death and the devil that were holding humanity captive in their dark dungeon. Things were hopeless. Remember, though, that everything got so dark when Jesus was hanging on the cross at his crucifixion. What's going on there? We see him entering our darkness in order to get us out of the darkness. He was paying the debt for our sinfulness at the cross. Then he rose again from the dark tomb to give us forgiveness and a restored relationship with God. He was victorious over death. And the shadow of death no longer has a last word over those of us who trust in Christ, the light of the world, because he rose from the grave. I too will be raised from death to live eternally with him. The darkness of the shadow of death is not our permanent residency. We're not stuck in that dark, in the shadow of death. There's a place that has been prepared for you and me. The light of the world. Jesus Christ has given me this confident hope that I am in good hands with him for the rest of my days and into the life to come. And even though I might walk through the valley of the shadow of death sometimes when things look so dark, I can do so without fear or despair. For I know now I'm walking in the light of Christ, and I know he's with me, reassuring me along the way with the light of his loving presence. He lights my path for me. Jesus came not only to be a light of salvation in our lives, he stepped into this dark world 
to be a light that guides you and me with the light of his truth. A beacon guides home an airplane in foggy conditions. A lighthouse steers a ship away from danger. The reflectors on the highway and the median will guide a driver away from uh, dangerous conditions. Well, Jesus came as a light to guide us and to give our lives direction, to take us down the right paths. Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, prophesied in Luke chapter 1 that the coming Messiah would be like, quote, the sunrise to give light to those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. He guides us into the path of peace. Now, before Jesus ascended, he said to his disciples, I will not leave you without a guide. I will send the Holy Spirit and he will guide you into all the truth. Truth about God and his holiness and love and truth about ourselves created in God's image but sinners in need of a Savior and Lord and truth about life and, and what makes life work best and what what is life in the kingdom and what is God's plans for me. Think of it. When you face a major decision in your life, you don't have to make the decision alone when you have Christ in your life. He is there to shine his light and guide you in this. He will guide you, for instance, through his words in the Bible, which we call lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. He'll meet us there and be our wonderful counselor about life. So I encourage you to, to set up a daily appointment with your counselor today and keep that appointment every day of your life. He wants to guide you through life. Friends, it, it is so true. I know there is a lot of darkness in this world. Some days can seem especially dark. But you don't have to be paralyzed or destroyed by it or, or afraid of it. That's our good news because God has provided the light that you and I need in the darkness. The light shines in the darkness <laughs> and the darkness has never and will never overcome it. Isn't that great news? Uh, come and bask in his light. Walk in it. Grow in it. Rejoice in it. Be encouraged by it. The light of the world, Jesus Christ, has come to shine in your life. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. I heard this story a long time ago that I think applies here. A painter painted a bleak picture of a winter scene. It depicted a storm sweeping across the countryside. Over in the corner of this picture, there was a cabin, but it looked dead and hopeless, just as cold as the rest of the picture. But with one small stroke, that painter dramatically transformed that picture. He took the tip of his brush, dipped it in gold paint, touched one window of the cabin, and the golden glow from the cabin window transformed that picture from from coldness to 
invitation to come in from a picture of death to life, from a picture of gloom to gladness, inviting us. Jesus said, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. Let's pray. Gracious God and Father, thanks for the great light of the world, Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son, God from God, light from light, true God from true God. What a gift he is. Help us, O Lord, to keep our focus on him, on this light, the rest of our days in this dark world. Amen. Lord, the light of your love is shining In the midst of the darkness shining Jesus, light of the world, shine upon us Set us free by the truth you now bring us Shine on me Shine on me Shine, Jesus, shine Fill this land with the Father's glory, blaze, Spirit, blaze. Set our hearts on fire, flow, river, flow, flood the nations with grace and mercy. Send forth your word, Lord, and let there be light. Lord, I come to your awesome presence From the shadows into your radiance By the blood I may enter your brightness Search me, try me, consume all my darkness Shine on me, shine on me Shine, Jesus, shine Fill this land with the Father's glory. Blaze, Spirit, blaze. Set our hearts on fire. Flow, river, flow. Flood the nations with grace and mercy. Send forth your word, Lord, and The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. Hi, this is Matt Reister, Executive Director for Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Thanks for tuning in to today's broadcast. We're here to proclaim Jesus Christ as Redeemer of the world and to promote the truth of God's Word. In addition to this weekly broadcast, we want to mention two podcasts which you can listen to for free on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or on our mobile app, the Christian Crusaders app, which can be downloaded from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. The CC Podcast Daily Dose features short devotions from an overview of the Bible and the CC Podcast Conversations features inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. In fact, here are some excerpts from those interviews. Here's Ron Gruber, a former motorcycle gangster and murderer. But I grabbed that thing, and after I, I got myself psyched to a point, and I mean, I cracked it 
hammer back and put it against my head, and I, I heard it just like you and me are talking. Don't kill yourself with that gun. You kill yourself with me. This is Christian singer-songwriter Michael W. Smith. You know, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. That's one, that's, and you don't like God to humble you, and I've been there. It's not fun. <laughs> I'd rather do it myself. And here's Michael W.'s fellow Christian artist, Stephen Curtis Chapman. And mm. I feel like when people say, man, your music has encouraged me in my faith journey, it always just reminds me, again, of how God can use just about anything. You know, he can use Amen. a hillbilly from Kentucky. And here's former Hawkeye and current NFL player Ike Butker. I just remember running routes. Me and this this one other kid are running routes. I don't like to talk great about myself, but I destroyed anybody that they put up against me. Like, <laughs> I, dro- I didn't drop a single pass. You can listen to those interviews and over 60 others, as well as our daily Bible overview devotion and this broadcast, along with archive broadcasts from former preachers on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or on our free mobile app. Today you've been listening to the broadcast transmission of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministries. We're one of America's longest-running radio ministries on the air since 1936. We are completely donor-funded, and donations are tax-deductible. They can be sent to 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613, or made online at christiancrusaders.org. Thank you for tuning into this broadcast. We'll be here again next week at the same time. And until then, may God richly bless you.